0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: You know, look at the bands from Sweden in the 90s or Norway, and they've all played with each other. And, oh, I did this one album with this band. And I think it'd be, I think it'd be so cool to have, like, uh, you know, in 20 years, people be like, oh, and then the St. Louis scene. I tell you, you know, they were just incestuous, you know, like. It'd be cool to be like the catatonia, <laughs> you know, bloodbath of uh, St. Louis. You know, where everyone's like friends with each other and playing each other's bands, and like as we've been I, it, it, I love that
0: we've been trying to build a little Sweden here in exactly. St. Louis between like bastard, his band, Oracle, Harkonnen, Stone yeah. Roller. It's like yeah, we're all like, kind of same people, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're
1: I'm totally fine with having like I, I, you know a crew of people that are just down, just down yeah. to do it, you know. So fortunately we're in that situation.
2: Yeah. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops metal podcast, brought to you by Soundtail Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music and craft beer. Hope you had a killer weekend. I most certainly did. This Vox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal are Montreal's premier metal promoter and they have a massive amount of killer gigs coming through Montreal throughout the month of November. Three Days Grace is coming with The Warning and The Standstills on November 20th and The Trinity of Terror Tour featuring Ice Kills Nines, Black Veil Brides, Motionless in White, and Atreyu will be here in Montreal on November 21st. If you would like to get your tickets to any of these shows, head on over to their website, HeavyMontreal.com. I have put the link to that in the description of this podcast. I will be at some of these gigs, so you most certainly should come as well. Come hang out with me at some of these Heavy Montreal Presents gigs throughout the month of November. I am beyond stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If it's someone in your life that just loves metal, mostly extreme metal, well, you should let them know that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You could tell them that there are over 370 episodes where I hang out with some of the world's best metal musicians we talk all about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer if you would encourage one of your extreme metal connoisseur friends to become a brand new vox and hops head that would be something that i would truly appreciate now today on the podcast i'm very stoked to be back with jason ashbury and jesse Shobel of storm ruler get ready everyone this is vox and hops episode number 378
1: i warn you what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed
2: What's up, everyone? Today I'm very stoked to be back with Jason Ashbury and Jesse Schobel of Storm Ruler. Third time's the charm. Here we are hanging out. Three-time alumni. Can't believe it. I, not many people have uh, been on the podcast three times. Uh, first time was uh, episode 279 when you guys dropped uh, your first album. Uh, and then we had a yeah. very little mini chat for Devastation on the Nation 2022, which was episode 338. Here we are now. This is going to be episode, who knows, 380 by the time this comes out. Uh, how are you guys doing? How you guys doing?
1: We're doing well. And how are you, Matt?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I was looking forward to chatting with you guys. I, let's just jump into let's just just dance. Uh, how have you coped with uh, this time since since I saw you? I was very lucky to have seen you when you guys came through Montreal uh Devastation on the Nation 2022. Uh, how, uh, how have you guys been since then? Busy.
0: Pretty busy. Uh, we recorded the record before Devastation, but ever since then we were uh, we've been getting everything else. And like like as soon as we got home from Devastation our deadline to turn in everything was like five days. Yeah, we had to do a whole bunch of work.
1: Like, usually you get back from tour, you don't want to do anything. We had to, like, do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we didn't have fuck all together. (laughs) We were like,
0: we got to get band pictures on Saturday. We got to shoot a music video on Sunday. We had, like,
1: a week to do, like, yeah, a month's worth of shit. So that was fun. So, yeah. oh, but we made it happen at, made it happen the storm way of last second on everything. Yes, basically just a hurricane blows through, and then when it's over, we pick up the pieces and hope we get everything done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always very impressed by you guys, because uh, as we discussed back on 279, uh, it just sort of happened. Uh, you're one of those stories that shouldn't make sense, and it does make sense. A band that just came together, pandemic project, and all of a sudden you get put onto a Playlist on YouTube, and then all of a sudden there's an email in your inbox, and it's Napalm Records. I (laughs) want to sign you. They do sign you. The album comes out. It's a fucking success. (laughs) We got Sacred Right and Black Magic coming out October 14th. So so it's it's been a it's been a hurricane ride from from the beginning until now. It's just amazing. Mm I and just that mentality of you have five days to get stuff done. But you have no choice but to do that because you guys are on a fucking roller coaster.
0: It's been like that since the beginning. Everything we've done has been last minute and by the skin of our teeth. But we somehow managed to get it done Yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when
1: things come through and they sometimes they pile up and we, then we bang out a bunch of tasks in like a couple of days. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, this, this next record like came rather on the heels of the first one. I mean, you know, like, the next year, really, you know? So, like, fortunately we had a lot of this music already written and the writing of this album commenced shortly after the first
0: one. I mean, honestly, I think that's why we decided to put out the first record then because we had so much material we wanted to just, like, hop on that and start getting it hot, but then that record took off and we had to... Yeah, yeah. I it's like,
1: okay, well, let's spend a little more time on that one real quick and let these songs kind of marinate. And then, like, after coming back from our first little couple stretches, uh, yeah, we re-f- we focused hard on this record and we're really happy with the with the way it came out and couldn't be happier to have, like, these, like, 19... I don't know how 19 songs got written for this band. Like, <laughs> in such quick time. So, like,
0: yes, yeah. With a library of other... Yeah, other, other stuff going on with go our other one. bands We've got
1: too, you know. More like,
0: records yeah, yeah. Record. It's like uh yeah, yeah, it's it's been
1: a whirlwind, but a good whirlwind. Not like the ones not like Hurricane Ian, you
2: know. No, no, no. I hope everyone's safe and stay safe, people. Uh but that pushing out stuff so quickly and you guys collaborating obviously so well together. You should use that because it could be a moment. There's moments where people don't work well together, and obviously you guys do work well together. What What is the secret there?
0: Uh,
1: I I think we both just got like an A an A in black metal, you know. So like, (laughs) it it just kind of makes sense to like. uh, There's very little like you know, oh this part is lame or whatever you know, like the stuff we come up with that like uh when present to each other it's like kind of already we're like I feel really good about this part and most of the time the other guy's like oh yeah but and then we can
0: do this and you're like oh yeah very much and then boom i That's mean there's amazing. like there's a couple of different methods if you will like sometimes we'll have just a mouth riff on a phone you know just like na 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 and just we'll, today yeah, and and mouth that,
1: and that, <laughs> and a we'll, mouth riff on a phone to
0: riff i'll be like hey again. dude i have this riff i want to <laughs> kind of work out and we'll come down here and we'll just yeah, riff that riff them. and then structure a whole thing out of that yeah. and then other times i'll like write out most of a song and I'll bring it down here and we'll structure it out. We'll write a couple more parts and that's that.
1: Yeah, there's not... We don't have like four people that have to get together for band practice or like one person who likes a totally different style but is like in the band and you're like, oh, I don't know if this guy fits or we'll see if he can learn this one or you know, no, yeah. there's none of that. You know, It's like...
0: Yeah, it's, it's like... one of the pros of being a two-piece. We don't have to worry about it. Dude.
2: I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right now. Yeah. You guys yeah. definitely, definitely work well together and the the secrecy of not... Having those extra members causing problems. This is the issue is the other people. Is what I'm. Is what I'm here. Yeah, and
1: not to say that people do that <laughs> yeah, generally. Yeah. You know, like we, the guys we work with regularly, are like great players who also play in I other people who've yeah. done stuff. You know, it's we like don't kind of it. We don't bring around scrubs or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, everyone kind of gets it in the storm camp. You know, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. man. it's like it's the perfect formula. Right? It's like, yeah. It's, it's it's weird but a cool weird uh, yeah i still kind of blows my mind whenever i think about it you know like how, how did this happen it's like well I, i'm not complaining about
2: it so i think it's awesome as you guys very well know. vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends talking about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer what beers what drinks do you have on your side tonight that we will be sharing virtually
1: well i am enjoying a wonderful space camper cosmic ipa um Which, I am a fan of IPAs in general. Uh, uh, I'm not crazy about, like, we probably talked about this last episode, but I'm not crazy about, like, sours, and I'm a good for a stout or two, but I can't drink like six see, of them. I don't really like IPAs and such, but I don't mind a good stout. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, there you go. See, if, if Jason and I were doing a brewery, it probably just wouldn't work the, out.
2: There's the division. I, f- I found a divisive <laughs> topic right for there. Storm Ruler right there.
0: <laughs> well, he texted me before. He's like, well, I only have a couple of uh, uh, space beers or camp beers or whatever, so I hope you're happy with that. I was like, I'll just go ahead and bring a truly, which is what I'm drinking, <laughs> <laughs> love- uh, 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 the lemonade, of uh, the mango lemonade. Uh, variety. Mm. Not bad. The uh, the Berry uh, Trulies, I think, are the best. But, uh, I mean, how can you beat 100 calories, one gram of sugar, and uh, three carbs? Mm. Yeah, and, you know,
1: I will say, Matt, I'm sure you may have experienced this, too, but when you're on tour and you're drinking like beers, like, day in, day out, like mm. after, like, a week or so, you're like, you know, I kind of... I do feel like drinking, but I don't want to drink... I, I, I'm getting, you know, too much beer drinking for, like, a week. Like, let's just have a seltzer or three... You know, to kind of calm down the stomach, you know.
2: I was very anti-Seltzer when they came out.
1: White Claw not great. Truly is the better of the okay. Seltzers. I have I not see had a Truly. Hands clasping
0: Truly's everywhere I go. So uh, <laughs> it must be it must be onto something. I was not a fan of White Claw, but I had a few Truly and I was sold.
2: Over the summer, I, I did indulge in some Seltzers that are coming out. Up here in Montreal. So so I definitely did try some and I, I do agree they're light and effective. <laughs> One day there
1: could be a box and hops. I'm bad. <laughs> box and bubbles. I, don't know. <laughs>
2: bubbles. I want it to be black though. If it's gonna, if I'm gonna do a seltzer, I want it to be black, but then it's just gonna stain everyone's teeth, my wife says. Should black I? seltzer.
0: That, yeah. could be, that could be part of the pitch that could be yeah like the, yeah yeah the new black
2: tooth grin it's like that uh, packy chip where it turns your tongue blue. oh man shout out to jessica Hello. my wife producer for keeping me on track on my side i'm drinking something special that i nice. helped create um this was for Brutal Good. Montreal heavy Montreal presents brutal Montreal which happened back in early September um Featured deicide, cataclysm, and human condition. I had the pleasure of making beers for deicide and cataclysm. Uh, awesome. This is Overhop Canada's. They rebranded their Rio Lager in a very cool Legion um, album. Art can. I love it. It's very, very cool. 4.6%. Uh, this beer disappeared at the show. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of people were pissed. <laughs> it was gone after, like a, after an Why hour. not have that like, you know, collected on their shelf. Exactly. So I'm going to crack this, and uh, let's talk about if you've had any sort of a Evolution craft beer wise, since our first chat, or are you still staying the on track? I uh, Jason's drinking seltzers now. Uh, you're still on the <laughs> IPAs.
1: It could be considered an evolution, a lateral evolution. Well, you know, I didn't have any Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bush probably remains uh, our favorite, the official beer of Stormroller. But um, um, I, having consumed a few Bushes in the last couple of days, I I chose to uh, go to I. I I unabashedly am a fan of the IPA. I'm sorry, they're good. Like pint, can, bottle. Well, you never seen. It. I actually rarely them in bottles, and but yeah, dude, this is a great. It's just a good,
0: fun beer to drink when you, you know, after post show IPA. I mean, come on. I have formed a uh, a love for sours though. Like I wasn't a big sour fan during the first episode, but since then I've had quite a few that I've liked and. I'm always
1: down to try the sour, but traditionally, I'm. A, I, I they kind of taste vomity. Like, am I wrong? Like they have like a vomity like a bile little bile. Taste. Maybe I'm just <laughs> trying like wrong sour or something. No,
2: you might be onto something there. There's a little bit something going on with the yeast, maybe that you're not into, but uh, a nice complex. Barrel age sour or something like the mixed fermentation, wild fermentation, spontaneous spontaneous fermentation. Spontaneous Thank yes. you. There was one more spontaneous fermentation,
0: it's a good song name, maybe.
2: Let's do it. I'm in. I'm <laughs> it doing.
0: might be the whole like uh cilantro <laughs> effect where some folks like it, some folks taste soap, you know. Yeah, I knew a guy who hated cilantro. I love cilantro. Like, actually Flo, I used to hate Flo cilantro. Fucking hate cilantro. <laughs> love cilantro now. Really? <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I One had, day, I had man. an evolution in cilantro. Actually. One day that, that's going
1: to split humanity down the middle. Cilantro <laughs> <warmly> <laughs> the cilantro wars
2: will wage. The will be right there to write a song about it. You <laughs> did have a great time when you guys came through Montreal for Devastation on the Nation.
0: Dude, I actually have a funny story about that night. There's a few. Dude, we, uh, well, the show was great. And then afterwards, we, you know, we left the vans parked up at Fufun and we all went up to uh, uh, Turbo. <clears throat> we stayed there till. Fucking four thirty five in the morning and had a couple drinks, right? And uh after we left, we were walking back to the van, and I make it back to the van, I you know, I hop I hop in and I was like, shit. I didn't GPS the hotel. Oh, Fufoon yeah. isn't open. I can't get on their Wi-Fi. I'm not walking back to the bar. We're in Canada, obviously. You no know one's phone is like, no like nobody's yeah, phone's
1: working. No one
0: Canada fired their phone. And as I'm so we're we're like I'm pulling up the map and I was like, I know we are the hotels here, so let's try to like look through the map here. We old schooled it. As you know, everything's in French in Montreal, everything's under construction, so it just made it that much harder. All the time. So it was probably 6:30 before we made it to the hotel. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: that was an interesting journey fun adventure, which I barely remember.
2: Worth it. It was so much fun. Massive shout outs to Turbot House for being amazing oh, yeah. as always. I'm
1: putting up with our USA chants and our Lager, lager, constant lager, ch- lager. lager chanting. Uh, yeah, that was that was really fun, man. I gotta
2: fun. say, it was super fun. I had a whole bunch of beers made throughout the the journey that you guys were on. Uh, talk to me yes. a little bit about, about that experience about showing up at a venue and then seeing beers at the venue with the branding of devastation on the nation. Is that something that was a cool experience or uh, was it just sometimes you guys just didn't even notice because you didn't wear it there? Well,
1: I would say. Just seeing beers at the venue was a cool experience. <laughs> so very rarely did they actually like provide us with like beers on that tour and like everyone seemed all the places' beers were like eight, nine dollars a pop like at oh, the really? bar and you're like, God damn. So yes,
0: whenever devastation beers were provided, that was, was a nice. fucking glorious thing. So where all was it? There was uh, some in Berkeley, Montreal, was it Nashville?
2: Um Toronto. There was some in Atlanta. I, I barely remember.
0: remember. <laughs> that that must have meant, that must have meant
1: the beers were there. probably yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't
2: remember. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Looking forward to see what's happening with devastation of the nation next year Defense. What's going on? Um let's talk about this new album we talked spoke about it a little bit. Before, let's dig deeper into it. Sacred Right and Black Magic. October 14th, that app came out via Napalm Records. Uh, talk to me deeper. You said that uh, you, you had a lot of the songs written already. You recorded everything before Devastation on the Nation. Um, what Concept-wise, where are you at on this record? What's going on? Is it an evolution from the first record? Is it something brand new? Um, Giannis Nakos did the artwork for it. I've worked with yeah. him for Giannis, Cryptopsy yeah. um, to do some merch for, designs for us. He's awesome and super, super quick, too, I would say, too, like his turnover.
0: Yeah, it takes him no time. I think on that artwork, he uh, we told him like a little bit of what we wanted. As you might know, working with him, he kind of just takes creative control, and then we'll do what he wants, and then a revision. I think it took one revision of the artwork and that was it yeah, yeah. and it wasn't even like a hardly a big revision it was like maybe add this change a couple colors and that's that yeah i mean we were playing elden
1: ring at the time and i remember being like this kind of reminds me of Renala. Yeah. you know like, you like, I, like i just beat this person <laughs> you know like and so that was like a really fortuitous kind of uh turn of events is like because i was totally kind of right where we were at, you know, visually, and kind of, I think, well represents the music on the record, for sure. I like the colors, too. It's a different color scheme from the first album. You know,
0: it's kind of a different departure there, but also colors that work well, black metal-wise. As for, like, concepts and stuff, there's no, like, overarching lyrical concept or anything, but uh, musically, I think it's, if you ask me, a, a step up from the last record a little bit. I mean, it's a little more matured sounding and a little more thought put into it. Uh, considering the first record, you know, as, as you know, from our last conversation, we didn't plan on doing a whole lot (laughs) and we just wrote it to write it. This one, we knew we kind of, you know, were a serious band and had to put some, yeah, like we already
1: had written 10 songs, you know? So it was like, okay, well let's like just kind of keep it up. And one or two of the songs on this record were written extremely shortly after, you know, the last song from the first record, where we were like, okay, this is enough songs for an album. Like within like weeks, we had at least probably two songs from this new album. So we kind of yeah, had to like yeah. put them on the shelf for a hot minute and mm-hmm. like focus on getting the first record released officially and all that. But yeah, like the writing of this music was very much could, uh, some of these songs could have been on the first album,
0: you know? Absolutely.
1: So like it, it's, it's like a
0: development, but it's also we're still doing the thing that we do. I mean, like the, uh the bridge lead and, half of the bridge of along the appium way that was written i think the maybe the week after we finished yeah i mean right there (laughs) it was was right there and
1: we were like oh let's not include this one on the first records we gotta you know let's hop it off here you know we already have enough music it's already an hour long yeah Yeah, so it's more or less a continuation of the first record with like some with i think enhancements made as far as we have a lot more acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. Uh, a better, you know, the first record was more or less done home, home studio style. You know, a lot of it was recorded here and the guitars were recorded at our friend Drithis' house. And this next record we did, you know, in the studio, the whole thing, you know, with an actual engineer who, like, mm, it, does just a, a lot, it. you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, so, like, it's definitely enhancement sound-wise. And there's a couple of musical elements uh, that are like, you know, some of the songs are maybe a little longer, but then we have a couple that are shorter, you know, and then there's a lot of like pounders on this record, but every song has a black metal assault, you know, and then some songs are like assault from the get-go and other songs have a big build and it's like a great, it's a good
0: conglomeration. I think we struck a good balance. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if anybody was down with the first record, they're going to be down with this. Yeah, There's no way that if you weren't, there's no way
1: that people are going to be like, "Uh, this one's sold me or I don't know. Like, I think it's like, I don't know. Maybe they will. I I don't know. Who knows? You know, you never know what people are going to say.
2: (laughs) Was there a moment of of pressure? Because obviously there's that follow up pressure the the first one was a success there's no slow build for storm ruler it's like you guys came out of the gates swinging and then here you are having to do a follow-up the music was written close to the other one so there's not that pressure of creating the music but there was there a pressure of is it as good
0: i think we're i think we're pretty confident in in our abilities to write but uh I don't know. I, I didn't feel a whole lot of pressure. Obviously, I had to put a little more thought into it and take into consideration. Hey, this is actually, you know, going to be on Napalm as opposed to I write it and then it gets on Napalm.
1: Right. Mm. Recording it in the studio, you yeah. know, what mm-hmm. you know, like for the first record, we kind of kind of take our time, you know, because we recorded here and uh, not like
0: necessarily. I almost think there was more pressure getting the first record picked up and then. Hoping people liked it as opposed to uh, now we're a little more confident on this one in our abilities to write, yeah. but also had an engineer who knew what he was doing mm-hmm. uh yeah, and, I don't think
1: at any but, point we were like, "Oh man, do you think people are gonna like this music like I think we're with the whole time we were like, this record is really going to crush, and we've always felt good musically about it, you know I mean, I guess for doing the interludes, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I should." do a little more of this and maybe a little less this and uh, maybe do a different thing or two and, like, you know, put some, a little, I guess, more Mm -hmm. thought into it or a different thought into it because, like, one record already exists already, so it's like, well, there's a template has been laid, and so, you know, should do a little more of this or a little less of that or whatever, but I think, uh, overall, like, just kind of did our natural thing and, like, here we go. Another one is offered up. (laughs) You know? It's like, just kind of did our natural thing.
2: I think it's awesome that it, being such a young band, you have such a firm grasp on what the identity of Stormruler is. Because a lot of bands, like, it takes time to discover their identity and figure out what actually is this band.
1: Yeah, well, come, like, our fourth or fifth record, we may, who knows what, you know, we may have... We'll become a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah,
2: okay,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, like, we'll be recording with orchestras and, like, you know, we're so this, like that. But that's not yeah. that
2: far away. Black metal can have <laughs> orchestras, and I would like that, actually. I
1: think it's always interesting around, like, a fourth by the time a band's fourth record, you know, I think it's when they've, like, molded kind of a unique sound where you know it's them after listening to it for 20, 30 seconds or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yes. like, you know, I think at a start of a lot of... I think at the start of a band, you kind of have to... Uh, very rarely it does a band, at the very start, Has something completely unique or whatever you know of course it does happen but bands always kind of do a little bit of aping at the beginning of their favorite groups or what they're into with the twist being their own abilities or their own style that innately they have you know something like i love metallica but here's how i play metal riffs inspired by metallica or whatever Mm -hmm. you know so there's a little bit of aping at the beginning and like Uh, eventually i think by third or fourth record you kind of are locking into like well this is kind of our style you know and like you know i'm sure we'll we're getting there kind of already but you know we're we're, we've got plenty of room to learn there's uh, plenty of things we haven't messed with yet and you know it's always always a growing evolution
2: you're definitely seasoned musicians which helps right coming from previous multiple 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 bands throughout the years uh this time around you chose not to have a good friend of mine uh vox and H- now vox and hops alumni uh derek engerman big d. <laughs> played bass big d of course played bass on the first record this time around you could you did not have his 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 soulful licks
1: yeah <laughs> i mean the first time around, it kind of was like a fun thing that made sense to do because, like, we were, we already had the record. And, like, around the time of, while we were recording it was around when Derek was in town for the holidays, uh, staying with his parents and stuff. And, like, just made, it was like totally a fun thing about yeah, it. We like, just thought it'd we be we cool. have to Derek. do this possibly.
0: His old homie on the record coming, yeah. Out and hang out. I mean, he and I yeah, have been but. nerding on that style for many years, you know.
1: And like, I knew he would be the perfect guy, and he would come up with some stuff, you know, that like we might not have thought of. And but this time around, like you know, it, we we weren't recording during holiday time when Derek was <laughs> talented parents. And uh, I mean, you know, Jason is quite a good, quite a good bass player as well as guitar and drummer. So it was, there, we pretty much it just made sense to like keep it knock it out ourselves. this way because we were we had this one week of time you know so it's like,
2: really the whole record one week in the studio we
1: recorded, yeah, it, in we recorded it in a week Holy yeah i think shit. we have like one auxiliary session yeah, for yeah. tweaks and that and arrangement of interludery and wow. trackery and whatnot but yeah i mean we recorded it in like a week
2: you know wow no people people listening at home that is not a lot of time so
1: not a lot of time.
2: Congrats to you guys for pulling time. it together. Yeah, we
1: put it to the grind. Storm release. We style. practiced stuff. We're ready.
2: Yeah. Very very cool. Uh, the short amount of time between the first album to the second album, uh, where did that come from? Is that a decision by the band? Was that a Napalm decision? How how did this release cycle?
0: No, that one was uh, that one was us. Mostly because, like I mentioned, uh, we both mentioned we to, were starting to write some of the stuff as soon as we were done writing the first record. And honestly, we put out the first record because we wanted to jump on the next material and get it recorded yeah. and put it out. But like I yeah. said, the first record took off. We were getting pretty excited
1: about the material on this <clears throat> record. And we were like, we want to get this out there too. Yeah, so like are, let's, I us show people this. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get this going. You know? So we, uh, when, when the call came out, like, Hey, let's get started on the next record.
0: We were like, yes, finally. Yeah. Well, I well, I think we, we hit up Mo and we're like, Hey, we got all this material our demo down we're, we We kind of want to jump on this and can you get a hold of napalm? Sure, right? Can, can we wizard. make that happen and they're like, all right, well, here's your your due date. Let's go
2: very cool And I definitely want to talk about having Maurizio Manage you I think we touched on it the first time but um, dig deeper into that like once you know just out of the gate exploding Manager Maurizio knows what the fuck he's doing Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States, and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhopscom summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life metal and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Probably asked you the first time, like a dream tour for you guys. It's coming. It's, it's, it's like you couldn't have a better tour devastation on the nation was a great package for you guys
0: we actually we found out about that tour in the middle of we were training. in the studio oh, yeah that's exciting. Like, i'm like doing a take and jason's like oh hey by the way
1: like from the controller it was like by the way just landed the devastation tour and i yes. was like
0: Brrr.
1: i think i did like drum fill in celebration yes yeah So that's was- <laughs> pretty tight
2: just a killer, killer lineup for you guys to to expose yourself to to expose yourself to uh, we the lose states. Ourselves every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now in in Europe, it's like the dream tour. Basically, it's perfect. I mean, you
0: can't. I mean, it's our first yeah. time in Europe, and you can't ask for a better package to go over there for your first time. You really can't.
2: Obviously, I'm talking about the Cannibal Corpse Dark Funeral Ingested lineup. It's it's massive. Like I've toured with Cannibal Corpse in the states.
0: That's the first time I ever actually saw you. Hey. Was in St. Louis with Cannibal Corpse yes. and Abysmal Dawn. Yes. Was that like 2016 2016, or exactly? Or yeah. yeah.
2: And every show was packed, so you guys are in for a wild oh. ride.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked yeah, about that one. We're psyched for that one. That's
1: beyond beyond tickled to be involved in something like that.
2: There, there was some rumors that you're you're bringing out some some different musicians to to fill out the lineup on that run over in Europe. Can, can we talk a bit about that?
0: Yeah, well, we've got our, our boy Scott Fogelbach from uh, The Lion's Daughter uh, coming with us again. He came with us on, yeah. on the first two runs. He wasn't able to make the Devastation Tour, but uh, he's coming with us on this one. And then as we were talking, Big D, Derek Ingeman. Bringing Derek for this one. Yep. He's going to make the haul with us.
1: Yep. Yeah, he's already friends Dude. with the Cannibal Dudes and the Dark Funeral Guys. And he's been to Europe just just a ton makes, of times. Yeah, it and makes just like, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, it just makes so much sense logistically and dudistically to bring him. Yeah, you know? so like... Yeah, that's that's gonna be rad. That's gonna be super fun. Hopefully, we don't get like expelled from any countries for like Belgium or something.
2: No, 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 that's not gonna happen. Uh, how does that get explained to to the other members? That and how does that work when you guys fill yourselves out I, 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 with session musicians, people coming in? Uh, and like how 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 do you explain to them that yes, you're a part of the band, but you're not actually a part of the band this time?
0: I think they get it from the get go. I mean, they know. Yeah, I mean, we usually right? have music already written. We're like, hey, here's this stuff. Do you want to go do this tour with us? Uh, the first tour, we hit the dudes up, and we didn't really know what to expect, like, further down the line, if they were going to be coming with us again or what's up. But, like, they came with us on the second one, and then, you know, obviously, for Devastation, we brought another guitar player. And Yeah, like, they, we
1: have lots of friends yeah, who they, are... they get it.
0: They, they get it. Yeah,
1: they're like, you know, I mean, plenty of people that are uh, on the team, and... Some, I mean, we're still, this is, we're still pretty storm ruler. The band is still new to this. So like there will be times where something will come up like, Hey, can you guys jump on this tour that starts in a month? You know, like, and uh, people will, you got to have a stable of people who are going to be able to drop everything and play with you. People that you trust and play well that you played with before and that you're homies with for being in a band for a month. And you know, it's important. I think our friends know that it's like,
0: Hey man, you know, I'm there if you need me. And it's it's just kind of an understanding that we have. I mean, I don't think anyone, like none of them really are like a stranger to the concept of uh, session work, you know, like, I'm just going to go out with this band for a month or something like that. And they're cool with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, look at uh, like, I, you know, look at the bands from Sweden in the nineties or Norway, and they've all played with each other. And Oh, I did this one album with this band. And I think it'd be, I think it'd be so cool to have like, uh, you know, in 20 years, people would be like, Oh, and then the St. Louis scene, I tell you, you know, they were <laughs> incestuous, bro, You know, like it'd be cool to be like the catatonia, uh, you know bloodbath of uh saint louis you know where everyone's like friends with each other and playing each other's bands and like as we've been i, 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 I love that
0: we've been trying to build a little sweden here in exactly louis. between like oh, bastard like his band oracle harkonnen Stone yeah. Roller. it's like yeah we're all like kind like of people
1: yeah yeah so we're, we're i'm totally fine with having like I, I, you know a crew of people that are just down just down yeah. to do it you know so fortunately, we're in that situation.
2: Yeah, shout out to Dave Polensky, too, another Vox and Ops alumni. That's a part of your 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 staple of, of crew.
1: Yeah, total homie, and glad we came up. I remember what, I remember like it was tough finding someone for that tour because you know like some people were in, they were out, and like we had to really lock someone down. And
0: uh, Big Dave stepped up and was a total homie. Yeah, I mean like Scott unfortunately couldn't make it because he had other obligations, and then I had a nightmare with another guitar player who like was working out for about two or three weeks. And then out of nowhere, like it got weird. And then out of nowhere, I had to like hit up some friends like, Hey, do you know anybody who was down? Yeah. We had to dip into another city's (laughs) scene. And then, yeah. And then we happened to get Dave no more than a month. It may have been three weeks to a month before the tour. And he was just like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. And dude was super cool. You know, multiple
1: times throughout the tour. I was just like, man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm glad that you stepped up and, like, you're awesome. You know, like, it was really cool to have that dude, like, you know, uh, step up for us and, uh, you know, he's a great person to have in the stable. You Absolutely. Know,
2: so, he loves yeah, totally. video games as much as you guys. So that that that's yeah. a, that's a good fit, right yeah, so there. He
1: played Dark Souls on Switch the whole time. I think he did his first. He Dark almost Souls beat Souls run the game on, on the like, from start to finish
2: on the tour. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty cool. I love it. <laughs> um, I love beer collabs. Obviously, I'm drinking one right now that I helped create.
0: I finished my beer. Can I like go get one?
2: Sure. I'll, right. I'll chit chat.
0: Grab me one. I'm almost done. With my truly. All right.
2: We'll Don't just, talk about I'll, me. I'll, I'll just I'll just have a moment with Jason here. There he is and tell me all this shit. what, what is what is he what, what's up with this guy? What's the worst thing?
0: Honestly, working with the dude, a nightmare. <laughs> like I have to fucking strike the whip every day.
2: It's all you, right? It's oh, all it's all.
1: Yeah, this year actually, uh Scott, we were talking about uh he bartends or used to bartend at a spot in town and uh, I would regularly go in there and be like, I'll have a space camper. And our other joke was love gun. Which is a beer made by a uh brewery here uh called Heavy Rifts, and uh Scott would bartend actually two different places that I'd regularly go. And I could never remember which place had Love Gun, so I would always just go in there and be like, you guys have Love Gun here?" And then that kind of became our like our joke. Like, no matter whenever I see him when I'm at, I'm like, "Do you guys have Love Gun here?"
2: Though? <laughs> That's like our little joke. <laughs> So I love collabs. I like making beer collabs. I make coffee collabs. I, I just love it. It's something that excites me. With. If you guys could make something for Storm Ruler, what would it be?
0: An imperial stout. Because <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I, I know you guys are not yeah. going to agree on a beer, so it doesn't no, have you know, to be I a beer. I
1: think an imperial stout, I I'm already in agreement. That'd be perfect because like, it should be dark and meaty yeah. and, and had- imperial-like, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't think an IPA is a good Storm Ruler beer, you <laughs> Truthfully, so yes. would I want to drink twelve Storm Roller Stouts in a night? Probably not, but I would certainly hoist two. <laughs>
2: right. I like that very much. Doesn't he
1: sound really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mental health. I've been doing this whole segment on mental health for the past few months. Uh, when you guys, you guys, are seem very jovial, and I've seen you in person, and you were jovial, but every once in a while, we all have shitty days. What are your tactics to get yourselves out of the dumps?
0: Mm. Uh, I actually work out a little bit, so I'll I'll try to do that if I have the motivation to it, or uh, I do a little bit of nerding. Or I like to hike, so I'll go hike. I do a lot of hunting, so I'll go shoot or something. So yeah, I got, I got a few outlets. But I play pinball, and I'm in a good mood.
1: So, but no. But uh, if you a game of pinball, man, playing some pinball is good for like it soothes the soul, man. I mean, like you don't think about anything else while you're doing it. So like if you're pissed off about something. You know, two hours of playing pinball and then you, I don't know, maybe it goes away or it doesn't, but you're not pissed about it for those two hours. And so that's my theory.
2: Do, do you have a pinball machine in your house?
1: I have in the past, but I, I do not currently. Interesting. I, I do not currently. I, it's, you, you can't just have one. Like, you got to have like five. Really? Or you have why,
2: five. why is that? You know? Explain this to me now.
1: Because one pinball game... Um, after a while, you know, like you get you play the shit out of it, and you know every little thing, and uh, you after like a month, you've you've gotten to the wizard mode, or you know a month or two, and at really? that point you're like, well, I don't necessarily want to play it anymore because I've already like seen the whole game, and I put up one really killer game. I'll probably never top that, you know. But if you have like five machines, you know, they all play different, and you you know, so it's like, but I I will never be able to afford un- until Storm Ruler becomes you know Foo Fighters huge. I won't be able to afford to have five pinball, at least five pinball machines in my house. So I'll just go rent them around town for 50 cents a game for a dollar.
2: See, now I'd like to see a Storm Ruler pinball machine.
1: Ooh, that would be nice. Don't even get me started on that. That would be beyond tight (laughs)
2: <laughs> That'd be sick. I, 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 I can see it already. Um, janice get get creative for us uh, for more artwork. But
0: Janis uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, would be a great dude to talk to you about that. hundred
2: percent. Yeah. Um, if you guys feel like your friends, you guys on tour, let's say, are in a funk, what is your tactic to help each other out? Each
1: other out. Mm. Hmm. I don't know, drink some. Be- drink a beer, grab a cold beer, and give your boy a beer, smoke some weed, or, uh, you
0: know, I don't know. Just get away for a second and let a person get away and be like, they're just needed to. Enjoy. I mean, no matter what, I think getting up and being, like, trying to be productive in some sort or moving, like, not being stagnant and sitting still or, like, slumping around on the couch, whether you want to hit up a friend to go jam, we'll sit down here and jam sometimes, or... Just getting up to go do a chore. I mean, something to get you into a flow state where you're focused on the objective instead of like all the shitty things that are going on. There's plenty of shitty things going on. I mean, yeah. And as far as like being on
1: tour, like we're so, we're probably going to be, at, we're probably going to be like really happy to be on tour for a while. You know, it'll, <laughs> it will, it'll, be like 10 tours. Oh my end, God. We'll be we're going, here. This is another tour. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like we'll be like, you know, just the fact, just the fact that I'm like, all i have to worry about is like getting to a concert playing my drums and then putting my drums in the van and not forgetting my throne like (laughs) it's nice you know it's kind of liberating (laughs) when you just think about that you know it's like so that and then how much happier you are to be in that situation than like grinding away at work yeah i mean i think
0: just i think just finding your flow state whatever that may be and getting into it
2: yeah um, are there moments that you you want to pinch yourself do you, like like that you don't believe that this is actually happening
0: Yeah, uh, yeah when you get cannibal Yeah when, animal, when we animal. when I got the text that hey do you want to go on devastation in the in the yeah. text in the middle of the devastation tour driving to Dallas after mm. which as you may have known, we had some van fuckery on tour. Oh
2: yes, you did. did. And then
0: the last time we had fuckery was in Florida and we were stuck in Gainesville for a couple of days. And then we drive out to uh, Dallas Fort Worth area <laughs> and, uh, you know, being in a funk, but trying to stay positive. And then out of nowhere, we get that email or the text from Big Mo's like, hey, I think I've got you guys a spot on the Cannibal Dark Funeral European tour next year. And we're like, Fuck Things man. feel a
1: lot better <laughs> yeah, now. <I>
2: know, like, <laughs> unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice just, to have a steady, a steady drip of dope news. Yeah, you know, that, <laughs> that keeps you. On that. <laughs> keeps
2: is you on there a moment that you'll, you're afraid that it, it will just disappear?
1: Oh, dude. I, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, to answer your question, as far as thinking <laughs> it's too good to be true, like, I won't believe this Cannibal Dark Funeral tour is actually happening until I am on stage playing the first show, and then I'll be yeah. like, "All right, we made it." I mean, honestly, show. up. Into- I will think we. Well, I will think we've done the tour until the tour is over, and then I'll be like, "We made it," you know, because so many things can happen. You know, I'm kind of eternally uh, skeptical, kind of on purpose, because I've been burned so many times. You know, and I, and I don't like to be the kind of person who's like, "This thing is happening." If I don't think it really is going to happen, I'd rather be like, "Well, this thing might happen, but I, you know, blah blah blah." So that if it doesn't happen, I'm not like my foot isn't firmly lodged in mouth you know so like yeah yeah i, I it's so many things that have gone wrong in my musical endeavors that like i never think anything is said until it has the
0: show is over and i'm going <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean seriously i mean i didn't know if like i was worried <laughs> up until the announcement that i mean Wolfheart mm-hmm. may be able to jump back on the bill or something might happen like they're like sorry guys you can't do it. And then dealing with the guitar player fuckery. It was like trying to find a person that was like Exactly. Well, it's like, well shit, you know, if we can't find
1: someone, we yeah. Are know? we
0: gonna have to three piece this and just like make it work or a good example what? is uh there was talk of like <clears throat> the Marduk Belfigor
1: digs yeah, in like yeah. November, you know, like coming up and uh we were on it and uh it was gonna be a thing and we to the point where we were like, This is happening, it's gonna be badass and but that is no longer happening, you know, so it's like I guess it, it's not like we're not on it. And it's happening. It's just the tour isn't happening. It fell apart for whatever reason. But point being, I never. Yeah, until I'm on the stage, you know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's happened you know, until it. Uh, I. You know. I guess I'm just kind of like that.
2: I am very, very similar about stuff like that. Uh, I, I typically up until it's announced. If the tour is announced.
1: Announcement is halfway there. I feel a little Half better after. Because yeah.
2: some people might not come to the show, you know, but that that flyer exists. So yeah, yeah, I went on tour with Cannibal. <laughs>
0: Once I see my name on the flyer, and then other people see my name on the flyer, then
1: it's a little more real. Yeah, that Literally. definitely increases the meter significantly.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for you guys. I uh, can't wait to have you on again for a fourth time when. Who knows what's going to be happening at that point at the rate you guys are going. Well,
0: we've got another record coming out in May.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Your logos are going to start like climbing up those flyers is what's going to happen until eventually you're headlining. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, One last question. Classic Vox and Hops wrap up question. I asked you last time. The hangover cure—the answers that you guys gave me were pedialyte, beer, and weed. Has anything changed there?
0: Gatorade. I mean, did, I not, did I not mention Gatorade? I'm Maybe a monster me. or like yeah, like a, a monster zero ultra or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, still I, pedialyte though. You got to get your electrolytes, honestly. You do. Gatorade and and weed. and the wobbly H. Wobbly H. Yeah, Waffle House. Yeah, i got a good Waffle
2: House. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> as it has been dubbed.
2: Amazing, Jason Jesse. Thank you so so much for hanging out with me yet again. Three time alumni. I can't wait to hang out with you face to face again. We had such a good Absolutely. time. Devastation totally. of the nation. Turbo house after party. Amazing. Everyone, go check out Sacred Right and Black Magic. It's a banger, and uh, you know them. They're already working on new stuff right now. So get excited. Get get comfortable. <laughs> but you guys Always don't get comfortable keep hustling. The
0: iron is never hot. It's always being struck. Yes. I
2: appreciate you guys very much. Cheers.
0: Cheers, brother. Matthias. Cheers,
1: dude. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what... Is Matt short for Matthias...
2: Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right today. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an awesome conversation. I really just can't tell you how much I love hanging out with Jason and Jesse. They are truly some of the funniest Vox and Hops alumni out there. Every single time I get asked to have a conversation with them, I always say yes, because it's just amazing. So damn stoked about their brand new record, Sacred Rights and Black Magic. If you haven't checked it out, you absolutely should. It's an absolute banger. Massive cheers to Jason and Jesse. Have fun on that huge European tour they have coming up with Cannibal Corpse, Dark Funeral and My Boys and Ingested. They are going to have a blast. Can't wait to hang out with you guys again. Jason, Jesse, you fucking rule. If you enjoyed this Vox & Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do it on my website, Voxenhops.com That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. When you do that, you shall receive one email a month that will contain all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox & Hops Middle Podcast. you got get to see which episodes I drew recently, we'll get to see which episodes I have coming up. You also get to see which albums the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently, and you will get to hear about any projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. And I always have a lot of stuff going on. You will also get to see which albums Jerry Monk Vox and Hops's Metal Architect has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. Jerry has the ear for what's going on in metal. If you're looking for new music, the Brutal Awakenings playlist is what you want to be listening to. There is always a lot going on in the world of the Vox and Hospital podcast, and I hate when you miss anything, so please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hospital podcast is brought to you by Sound, Talent Media, and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of the week. I will be back this Friday with another Vox and Hops episode, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads.